0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: Well, I like a full-bodied logger as much as the next hard-working man. taste the studs the while dealing stud, I can surely understand. The trucker's feeding, yes, indeed, it's nearly getting light. Well, it's time to switch to whiskey, we've been drinking beer all night You can fish fast bass and cut your grass and drink that purple gas Sure enough with the of stuff that'll knock you on your ass It's like diesel fuel, nobody's fools Don't wanna get left behind well, It's time to switch to whiskey, we've been drinking beer all night well, It's time to switch to whiskey, we've been drinking beer all night it's left and spoilers for a fight. Well, who'd a bunker quit drinking drunk? Our boys don't spare the ride. It's time, it's time to switch to whiskey. whiskey. We've been drinking beer all night. I've been splitting eights and hitting the straights in the card rooms of the world. We've been drinking beer all night well, It's time to switch to whiskey We've been drinking beer all night We're all half dead and them that's left just us for a fight But well, who the fuck we get jackass drunk The boys don't spare the ride It's time to switch to whiskey We've been drinking beer all night Get some heat in Irish pubs Serving Jamesons to an orange man or bush Mills to his cubs. Well here's what you do with tell them or do you can meet them both halfway. Well it's time to switch to whiskey, they've been drinking beer all day. Well it's time to switch to whiskey. We've been drinking beer all night. We're all half dead and them that's left is falling for a fight. Well who's uncle we'll bit drinking drunk, no boys on feather ride. It's time to We've been drinking beer all night. It's time to switch to whiskey. We've been drinking beer all night. Rye whiskey, rye whiskey, rye whiskey. whiskey, I cry. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: poor blonde. It's (laughs) time to switch to whiskey. It's a little bit early for that, isn't it, Bobby?
2: Depends on your time zone, I think. (laughs) Uh, I think
0: you're right. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt, and in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Bobby Bell. And, Bobby, it is a beautiful, sunny, almost cool day here in Tennessee today. How's your weather?
2: Uh, We have a beautiful day here today. Um, Yesterday afternoon, we had one of those rumbling thunderstorms right around cocktail hour that I love so much with a bit of rain, but today we look like we are clear for sailing.
0: All righty. Well, you know, we're just really close to the fall season now, and I think there'll be a few more hot days uh, here in Tennessee, and a little humidity, but I tell you, my Utah wife is kind of getting used to the humidity a little bit, so that it grows on you. It grows on you.
2: You learn how to deal with it. It can be great for hair. It just depends. (laughs) Uh,
0: You'll have to ask her about that. You'll have to ask her about that. But anyway, we have a fantastic show today. We have a very good friend that's joined us in the first hour for the Campfire cafe, And who would that be?
2: That is Jim Jones, also kind of a neighbor of mine. So fun to share any time we can with Jim.
0: All right. So we're going to be talking with Jim Jones in just a little bit on the Campfire Cafe. And in the second hour of the show, Backcountry Horseman is celebrating eight years on Equestrian Legacy Radio. And the chairman of Backcountry Horseman of America is Miss Sherry Copeland. And Sherry will be joining us today, and we'll be talking about a new initiative that's getting started right now. So it's all coming up, beginning now, on Campfire Cafe. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Mr. Jim Jones today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
3: If you're going to ride the river, son, don't do it on your own. There's dangers in that crossing you don't want to face alone. Sometimes the water's peaceful, sometimes the turns strong. Sometimes the crossing's easy, sometimes it all goes wrong. When the bottom turns to shifting sand, we all need someone to lend a helping hand we ride the river. to ride that river.
4: we ride the
3: Cowboy needs a stout horse on a cattle drive A few good compadres are riding by his side Someone that you can count on to always have your back And keep those doggies moving along the winding path
4: Every
3: time you cross a herd you'll understand That it takes more than a single man
4: to ride the river, to fly that river, to ride.
2: Network. We just heard "Ride the River" from Jim Jones' new recording project, "Good Days Are Coming." We are delighted to welcome back to the show our good friend Jim Jones. He's part of the award-winning trio, The Cowboy Way, with band members Doug Figs and Mariam Funk. But he also has a successful solo career that includes multiple awards. He's an author, songwriter, musician, and performer. His songs and books are about the West. Cowboys, horses and cattle, cattle rustlers the coming of the train, songs about people and land, rivers and mountains, the beauty of the western sky. Today he's here to share the backstories and music of his brand new album, You Must Get. Good days are coming. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, an avid fisherman, entertaining storyteller with co-writer Randy Houston, winner of the 2021 Western Writers of America Song of the Year, Don't Say Goodbye to the Cowboy Way, and my neighbor, Jim Jones. Welcome back, Jim.
5: (laughs) Well, thank thank you. It's always great to be with you guys. Hello, Mr.
0: Jones. How are
5: you? I'm doing okay. How are you?
0: I am doing fine, doing fine. So your notoriety just travels everywhere. I ran into some people here in Nashville that know you. As a matter of fact, you probably did about three co-writes on this album with one of the folks that I met, Miss Andy Renfrey.
5: Yes, indeed. And I believe your comment was that you liked them in spite of the fact that they were my friends. So That's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> I kind of wondered about them, but they seemed like they were okay. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh.
4: Have, yeah. yeah. Well, I
0: was just kinda of going through the liner uh, Leonard notes on the album and um I see it's produced by you, Don Richmond, Bill Palmer. Uh but the thing yep. that just kinda of fascinated me was this Don Richmond. Uh he needs oh. to learn to play some instruments, doesn't he? <laughs>
5: You know, I think he just needs to, to add an extension to his studio so he could have room for more instruments, because good <laughs> grief, he played 11 different instruments on this album. It, it kind of got annoying after a while. I said, you know, you're showing off now. <laughs> uh,
0: gosh. So did all the songs start come about because of, uh, or not because of, but during the pandemic and the
5: time at home? Nine of the – yeah, nine of the songs are songs that I wrote uh, since we got shut down in March of 2020, and uh, then a couple of, and then the rest of the songs on the album were songs that I either had written before or were just song, cover songs that I really liked, but right. that seemed to sort of fit with the, with the theme that uh sort of evolved with the, with the album. So yeah, they're all COVID related in in the sense of it was sure a time to for, to reflect on what's important in life. That's true. That is true.
0: Well, uh, talk about songs that were written and co-writes that you've done. Uh, Tell us a little bit about some of the co-writers. We're going to get to one now called Old Horses and Old Men. So who did you write that one with?
5: I wrote that with my friend Deanna McCall. Deanna is an amazing poet, author. Uh, She actually has a brand-new novel out called The Okie's Daughters, that I just started reading. and It's just brilliant. Uh, she just, she and her husband Dave uh, have just lived the life. Uh, they they ranched in Nevada off the grid for about 17 years. I mean they they just know the West and uh, she's they're both really you know well read and have a, a wide range of interests. But boy, you want to talk cattle and uh, horses, they know everything there is to know. So. They do. they do.
0: Well, this is a great song. It's called Old Horses and Old Men. It's from the great CD, uh, Good Days Are Coming. And, and this now, Jim, I think this may be your best or one of your best. But uh, it's a great CD. This is Old Horses and Old Men, Mr. Jim Jones. Mm-hmm.
3: horses and old men Riding the changes that blow on the wind Wishing they could do it all over again Old horses and old men Dreaming of golden days from the past A proud way of life that just couldn't last They gave their all time and again Old horses and old men, old oh, horses, old men, set in their ways, remembering the thrill of those bygone days. Old oh, horses, old oh, men, ride out again, rare in the start, but nearing the end. Oh, the rowdy and rambling they could spin. Old horses and old men They saddle up before daylight A little bit still, but still full of fight They come riding home around twilight Old horses and old men Time's moving on, they faint deny that Life is a changing, but they live in the past. Heroes with saddles and cowboy hats, old horses and old men, Old horses, old men, setting their ways, remembering the thrill of those bygone days. Old horses, old men ride out again start, But near in the end, all oh, the rowdy and rambling tales they could spin, old horses and old
4: men, and the
3: old. Lifetime's gone by. Now this is their fate. Old horses and old men remembering the old days, the things that they've seen, even. proud men, and horses were king, old horses and old men. Old horses, old men, saddled once more, biding their time, but they're ready for more. Old horses, old men, ride out again, they're rare in the start, but they're near in the end.
2: Featuring Jim Jones there, a co-write with award-winning poet Deanna uh, Deanna Dickinson McCall and her husband Dave McCall. And um, I didn't know she had the Okie's Daughters um, web um, book out, Jim, but I did know she has a cookbook, Cowboy Cuisine, Beyond Biscuits and Beans that just came out.
5: (laughs) Yes, and it's really good. I mean, there's some great recipes in that thing.
2: And I think the two of you were just um, this past weekend at the Cimarron Cowboy Music and Poetry Gathering um, in New Mexico. You want to just take a little moment and have and t- seen great photos. You want to just talk a little bit about that event?
5: Sure. It was it was a lot of fun. They, uh, it's It was touch and go because of, uh, you know, different restrictions and stuff that we have here in New Mexico. But uh, they held it outdoors up in Cimarron, which is a beautiful part of the country, and uh, and, gosh, it was Dennis Russell, who was a poet and, a, and also a singer-songwriter, and Dale Page, who was a really great poet, or the, the brain trust behind the whole thing, which lets you know – if you knew those guys, you'd know how much trouble you were already. Here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they actually did, yep. did a wonderful job, and uh, it, was, it was just great to see everybody. Randy Houston was there and, and a bunch of folks, and uh, so it was uh, a good – uh, oh, and I just got to put a plug in for my friends Casey and Jenna Thunborg. They were on the mm-hmm. program. Uh, they are 16 years old twins, and they just are wonderful. And they do uh, they they did a song with me on this album that uh, Casey and I wrote mm-hmm. together. And uh,
2: mm-hmm. so uh,
5: they they're just up and comers. So they did a fine job there.
2: And they're just delightful, aren't they? They're they're just you just want to hang out with them. <laughs>
5: Well, yeah, they they're really fun. me though. That's the thing. They they mess with me all the time, so I don't want to hang out with them because they just mean to. Me. But otherwise, <laughs> they're, they're they're really nice young folks.
2: <laughs> oh, how fun! Um, I wanted to ask you uh, quickly um, as we go back to the album the the cover, of course, for folks that can't see the album in front of them. Will you tell us a little bit about the cover and where these pictures were taken? And then I want to know about Gutter Girls Photography, if you would (laughs) tell us a little bit about Gutter Girls Photography.
5: (laughs) Uh, Sure, and it's all kind of interrelated. Uh, uh, We have a friend named Joy Allen, and her family has a cabin up uh, right toward the top of Mount Taylor, which is uh, one of the four sacred mountains. It's the one in the corner of New Mexico, the four corners area, which is Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and Colorado. And each of the four states has a sacred mountain for the the Navajo uh, tribe. And she has a place up on Mount Taylor. So we go up there. In fact, we're going this weekend. But um, we were up there uh, Memorial Weekend, uh, actually, well, latter part of May, and we thought it would be a great place to take a picture. And that's a ridge way up on Mount Taylor. You can see hundreds of miles in any direction.
4: Uh,
5: And so it's a picture of me and uh, our pandemic dog, Ruby, who, who adopted us <laughs> during, during <laughs> this time? And uh, <laughs> the thing you can't see from looking at the picture because it looks kind of calm. The wind was blowing gale force. I was oh wow uh, trying to hang on to my trying to hang on to my hat and not let Ruby get blown off the the top of the ridge. Wow. While, while t- while, and so the people that took the photos were uh, Joy and our friend Barb and, and Susan and Gutter Girls. That was their idea. I want to stress that. Uh, Uh When we got to the the cabin that weekend, uh, we had to put up the gutters. And so because I was the the one on the ladder, you know, hammering and screwing things in, but they were underneath supporting things, and they decided they would be the gutter girls. And we thought that would be a nice name for a band or something, but uh, then I just decided (laughs) – because we use photos that each of them took as part of the album art, and so Gutter Girls Photography. So a new business has been started, huh? Yeah, they work pretty, pretty reasonably. They're, they're, they're tough on you, though, I'll tell you.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh.
0: Okay, we're going to get another song from the album, Good Days Are Coming. And this just sounds like you. You wrote this one. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Tell us.
5: <laughs> Tell us
0: about this, Jim.
5: Okay. Well, you know, like a lot of folks, I mean, I'm on Facebook, and I, I really try to skim over this, the obnoxious stuff. And and you know, there's a lot of positivity and a lot of fun stuff, and I try to focus on that. But. I kind of got to the point where I was just fed up with people just being so rigid and, and everything, and I thought I, you know, either I'm going to do a rant or I'm going to just try to make a joke out of it. So this is kind of tongue-in-cheek, uh, and yet I think it does capture the mentality of too many people these days, which is I'm not going to listen to a word you have to say because I know I'm right, and I don't even know what you're going to say, but I know you're wrong, and so <laughs> that's what came out. <laughs> All
0: right, let's take a listen from Good Days Are Coming, I'm Right, You're Wrong.
3: I'm right and you're wrong, that's the name of the hit song. This discussion's gone way too long, I'm right and
4: you're wrong.
3: They say there's two sides to every scrum My side's right and your side's dumb That's the general rule of thumb I'm right and you're wrong If
5: I'm right and you're wrong
3: I guess this can't be a sing-along You'd sing I'm right and that'd be wrong Cause I'm right and you're wrong I'm right and you're wrong That's the name of this here song Dang, you sure hit headstrong I'm right and you're wrong We can agree to disagree On things you're just too blind to see Else you just agree with me Cause I'm right and you're wrong Please don't cloud the issue With facts, let's just stick personal attacks, tell there ain't no turning back, I'm right and you're wrong, I'm right and you're wrong, that's the name of this, here's song, civil discourse just don't belong, I'm right and you're wrong, what's that you say, maybe we should listen, maybe there's things we've both been missing, heck we could wind up hugging and kissing if no one's right or wrong.
5: Now this talking's gone on way too long there Ain't gonna be no brand new dog, Cause you're an idiot and I'm King Kong I'm right and you're wrong
3: I'm right and you're wrong That's the name of this Your song, it turns out all along I was right you and you're wrong I'm right and you're wrong That's the name of this Your song, this whole thing's gone on way too long I'm right and you're wrong I'm right, blue, brown, blue, brown. and you're ugly too. Oh
4: <laughs>
0: uh, gosh, Jim Jones is just like him. I'm right, you're wrong. Oh <laughs> uh,
4: I mean, gosh, I mean, you know. <laughs> and, uh,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. uh, gosh, so how long does it take to put an album together like this?
5: Um. Well, it it took a number of months just because we were working with uh, my schedule and Bill Palmer's schedule, where I, I recorded my guitar parts and vocals at Bill's studio in Santa Fe, and so I had to work around his schedule, and then we had to get it scheduled after we got all that done to go up to... Don's Place in uh, Alamosa, Colorado, and uh, yeah. I just went up to sit there and nod and say, ooh, that sounds great. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs>
4: be,
5: kept coming up with stuff and saying, what do you think of this? And I'm like, well, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, well. So it took about three months, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, that's pretty quick. That's pretty quick. Yeah. But the writing yeah. process takes a while. So how, how, how what is your process for writing? because uh you know you're relatively close to deanna uh and i guess you're relatively close to miriam and uh or miriam how do, how do you say that Marum. mariam like mariam mariam like yep like mariam yeah yep. and uh uh and then andy is here in nashville so what's what's your process like do you, you do it by zoom
5: you do it on the telephone or do you just send stuff to each other well uh with andy and also with casey on the the one she and i wrote together uh we did zoom uh, okay and so and it's it's really different with with everybody like with andy we wrote them i mean we got the lyrics done together and uh of course she's one of those nashville writers i mean i'm just trying to keep up she's just going out <laughs> line after line i'm like uh yeah yeah okay and <laughs> but uh so we had most of the words done to those songs the two that we wrote together uh and then i did the music and and kind of polished them up with casey we would talk about we kind of planned what we wanted to say and a lot of it was her idea which is really cool uh and then we would go go away and she would write a verse and i would write a verse and we put them together and uh and then uh she did the she did the music on that song in the moment and uh so that was a little different uh, with Mariam. I just he doesn't he refuses to do. He says he's a bad songwriter in two languages, so <laughs> English and German. But so he he did the music on that one. So I sent him the the words, and then he put them to music. Uh, okay. So that's how that worked. And with Deanne and I, we we did it uh, over email. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I'm just curious because you know things are so different in the music world today. You know, instead of so just people getting together and sitting down and writing, so much of it's done remotely because you're in the – and it, it's different even recording and doing an a album anymore from what it yep, used to be, yep. you know. So it's Absolutely. so strange. So strange. I think it's really nice when uh, an artist such as yourself uh, tries to help out a new writer. And they've kind of been struggling. And this next song is why you've been gone so long. So how did you
5: decide to put this writer out? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, poor struggling Mickey Newberry. Mickey a One of the great songwriters of all time. Uh, I heard this song first years ago uh with bill and monty hearn who are from texas originally and have been in new mexico for many years and uh i just loved the song and so i started doing it with uh doug and mariam in the cowboy way and then i i, I do it myself too and it turned out don do don richmond knew the song he's played it with bill hearn as well and so uh it's just a fun uh songs you can't sit still when you listen to. I don't think it makes you feet cap. So that's my oh, favorite song.
0: Air, it's a great, yeah. song. you did a great job. And by the way, we're just kidding about helping Mickey Newberry out. He doesn't need <laughs> much help. <laughs> but, One of the uh, great songwriters of all time and, a, and he's,
5: a fellow Texan. And he is a
0: great guy. All right. So why you been gone so long, it's from the CD, Good Times Are Coming. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: Every time it rains, Lord, I run to my window. All I do is wring my hands and moan. Listen to the thunder roll and I hear that lonesome wind blow. Tell me, baby, now why you been gone so long. Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long. You've been gone so long. Tell me, baby, now, why you been gone so long? Oh, especially at the door, Lord, I can't feel it long so way and more. Tell me, baby, now, why you been gone so long? How um.
2: Album, good days are coming so Jim uh, 2020 as we know was really an unprecedented year and um, you didn't you didn't really uh, get out doing a lot of traveling to gigs and such and yet you uh, remained very active um, I wondered if you could share a little bit about your your time management you were doing Facebook live every Wednesday night you are working on, I think I see a new novel that's on its way out. You um, you started the Bolo the Brave series for kids. Um, you're just, you know, what time do you get up in the morning and, and how do you structure your day to get all these wonderful projects done last year? <laughs>
5: uh, I don't know. <laughs> it it, didn't, it didn't, doesn't seem that hard when I'm doing it. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I do try to, you know, have some structure to my days and I, I'll do like writing like a book. I work on my novels or the kids' books or whatever. I, I work on that stuff usually in the morning. That's when I'm more creative that way. And then, and then in the afternoons when I focus more on music stuff, uh, that's about all the structure. Uh, I have a friend who's a, a <laughs> award-winning author and she said, she said, I can tell you my my schedule, she said. I don't follow it, but I've got it. It's <laughs> so <that's> kind, of, <laughs> kind of how I well, do. You're...
2: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Oh no, I was going to say. Well, that's kind of how I do it. You music more in the afternoon, and writing uh, the fiction and stuff in the morning.
2: The uh, Bolo the Brave um, series, and I see on your Facebook page you're running a special on this through um, September 6th. And this was uh, a Western Writers of America Spur finalist children's book. Do you want to just take a moment and tell us a little bit? It's a really wonderful storyline. Tell us a little bit about Bolo the Brave.
5: Well, sure. Uh, it's, uh, it did win the Spur finalist, and that was, that was really a pleasant surprise for me and my illustrator, Candy Young. But uh, the funny thing is the idea came from uh, – I have a management consultant in Austin. Charlie Stewart is a great guy who's just full of – he's full of a lot of things, but he's full of ideas, too. And, uh, <laughs> he suggested it. He saw a picture of a dog I used to have that was a goofy dog with a crooked nose. And he had done something outrageous, uh, actually eaten a check that was supposed to go to the IRS. Uh, uh-uh. And I, w- I was ready to kill him, and I didn't want to kill him. So I posted on Facebook, I posted a picture, and I said, Bolo, and that was be on the lookout. I watched NCIS. I learned that. Well, Charlie thought that was the dog's name. He thought it because of his his, the, his markings that that was like he had a Bolo tie on. So he uh-huh. came up with this idea uh, about this kid and uh so i wrote it and cammy illustrated it we've got a couple of more in the shoot i'm just waiting on cammy to finish the illustrations for the second one uh and then the third one is is kind of plotted out but hadn't written it yet and uh and they all kind of they have some lessons involved they're fun tales and they're set in the 1880s and uh, uh on a, a wagon train and and uh the second one's going to be there's a character, a uh, young man who's in a wheelchair, which I didn't even mm-hmm. know they had wheelchairs back then, and they started uh-huh. researching it, and they do, yeah. they yeah. did, and uh, and he becomes the hero of the story. Uh, I won't say any more than that because I don't want to spoil it, but
4: uh, yeah. but, you
5: know, so, but he, so, he ends um, up being somebody that that well, I was going to say well, he becomes I, somebody that you you really admire because of his strength and courage, so.
2: I know that some uh, some of your other books uh, have inspired music, and music has inspired them, and I wondered if we might um, begin to see uh, some songs uh, to go along with the Bolo the Brave series.
5: Um, Maybe. I've got uh, – I actually have a bunch of songs, some songs that I've written, some other songs that I've just learned that are children's songs that's uh, <laughs> – It's sort of on a back burner with everything else I'm doing to to (laughs) record a children's album. But, you know, it could happen.
2: Um, Okay, we're going to switch gears here. I think that um, Gary has queued up hours and miles away from home. you want to tell us a little bit about this song before he plays it?
5: I can. I co-wrote it with Andy Renfrey, and uh, it was the first song I wrote. Uh, when the pandemic started because literally the pandemic we had just shut down and the cowboy way had two gigs, one in Northern Arizona and one in Nevada uh, that weekend. And we went ahead and did them. And uh, we took Mariam and I were in his big fancy Ford F-150 almost new truck because he didn't want to go in my old Ford Escape (laughs) because he was afraid it would break down. Well, we get – headed back from Nevada and, uh, we got down to Utah and got right on, just as we got on I-70, his truck, his brand new fancy truck cratered and oh, wow. we were stranded and we didn't wow. know how we were going to get home. We had to work all that out. And, uh, some, some friends of Mariam's and his wife, Teresa came up and hauled us back and everything. But, uh, it was such an uncertain time anyway. And, uh, and I found out that I had been exposed to COVID because I'd played a house concert before New Mexico closed down. Wow. And then some of the people that were there were among the very first cases uh, recorded. So we didn't know if we were going to live or die or what was going to happen or if we'd ever see our loved ones again. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> so we put it in the song. And, and Andy, uh, she did a wonderful job helping me kind of put it all into words. All right. Hours and miles
0: away from home. It is from the CD. Good days are coming.
3: Chose to appear just when I shifted into second gear. Last thing I did was to break down here, miles away from home. Caught a ride to the nearest town, got a forty-dollar room and a bedded down. Funny how different, the highway sounds, miles away from home. So how pop- I canfter in the wilderness, lost and all alone,
4: Many hours and miles away from home.
3: Suffer the pain of that homesick burn. Miles away from home. By the wrangle, I'll be halfway there to my own true love and the life we share. Southbound, riding on the way in a wing of prayer. Miles away from home. Bitter in the wilderness Lost and all alone Many hours and miles away
0: To come in, our very special guest today is singer, songwriter, author, and man about town, Mr. Jim Jones. So, great song, Jim.
5: Well, thank you. One other little quick thing about that. The the friend of Mariam's that came to get us, turned out later it was funny. He had bronchitis, but we didn't know that. And we drove home from Utah, and he coughed the whole way. And Oh, gosh. I I tried to see Uh, Miles I could could go without breathing. (laughs) I mean, the whole the whole pandemic thing was brand new to all of us, and so we didn't know. Oh, I can't tell you how Uh uh, that that Uh certainly was a hair raising adventure, by the time.
0: Uh huh, to say the least. To say the least. Yeah. So um, during this pandemic, during this deal that we've all been dealing with. With COVID nineteen, what have you learned as far as a new way to present your music and your writings?
5: Uh, you know the way it, it's influenced me for the most part, and i you know like everybody else, I go back and forth, up and down. It's just a, it's been a really difficult, stressful time for everybody. Um, right. It's it's really brought made it clear to me how important people are. You know, my friends, my family—I mean, people, people that I just can take for granted and not really check on or whatever, and you know, not let them know I love them and everything. And you know, that's just—that's a stupid way to live. I, I'm really trying wow. to, to do better about that and just just make sure people know when
0: they're important wow. to me. Wow. Well, that's a that's a that's a good thought. That's a good way to be. And uh, usually that doesn't happen. People get older, Jim. So you've got a lot that you've got <laughs> still to still.
5: Yeah, okay, I,
0: I'm not older. <laughs> right. Uh, gosh, I know exactly what you mean because I celebrated a birthday yesterday, and I'm much older than you are. And uh, and I got to spend part of the day with my mother, who is ninety-three. And it's just like every day, you're grateful for the folks that are still there.
5: Yep, that's true.
0: Grateful for the folks that are still there, which leads us right into the next song. How did you know this was coming up? From the cradle to the grave. (laughs) Tell us about this. (laughs) Uh,
5: This is one of the few songs on there that that I didn't write during the pandemic, but I really wanted to have a song that uh, I'd written with Alan Chapman, who's one of my best friends and, and one of the best songwriters I know. We had written this song probably five years ago and kind of set it up on a shelf or something. I don't know what happened, but uh, and all of a sudden I thought, wow, wait a minute, that song really seems to fit this whole thing that I'm trying to do and say here. And uh, Alan was okay with me recording it, so uh, it's 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 on it. All right,
0: here we go. From the cradle to the grave. It's from the album Good Days Are Coming.
3: From the cradle to the grave in the blink of an eye You look away in time, it moves so fast And you can miss amazing moments as they go streaming by Never notice them till they've already passed Like raindrops on your face, the splendor of the sky A child's laugh, a hard job well done a good pony underneath you Your old dog's familiar mind Your first kiss, your lover's favorite song From the cradle to the grave Never fain to say I love you Be thankful for the gifts that you receive The magic of those moments Makes the memories that you sing It makes the journey worth the taking from the cradle to the grave Baby shoes to rockin' chairs Enjoy the ride but don't forget There's once around the block No excuses, no regrets From the cradle to the grave, never fail to say I love you. Be thankful for the gifts that you receive. The magic of those moments makes the memories that you save. It makes the journey worth a taking, from the cradle to the grave. From the cradle to the grave, never fail to say I love you. Be thankful for the gifts that you receive The magic of those moments makes the memories that you save
5: It makes the journey worth it taken
3: from the cradle to the grave It makes the journey worth the taken from the cradle
4: to the grave
0: Alan Chapman, who is such a talented writer. And um Jim, during this during this pandemic, uh, had you started doing any any uh social media, any Facebook live things before or did you wait until the pandemic to get started on this?
5: Uh, a few years back i had done some facebook live and uh for a little while and then, then i just kind of dropped it and uh so then i i had decided to go ahead and do it uh and i actually remember i started march 17th st patrick day 2020 uh i did oh. a mostly irish irish music facebook live and then just decided well let's i got to stay connected to people and who knows when i'll be able to do it in person so that was kind of where it started and I, I, there's a, a loyal, not, not a huge, but certainly a loyal bunch of fans who just every week tune in and harass me in the comment section and everything. So it's, it's been great.
0: <laughs> I guys. Well, I'm assuming that, it, that it's something that you'll probably just continue with, isn't it?
5: I, I have been, yeah. Uh, it's a, they're a little getting out more now. There's been a few uh, conflicts and stuff where I haven't been able to do it. But right. for the most part, I'm going to continue to do it. All right.
0: Well, I think it's a great way to connect with people, and, uh, you know, when you have fans that are around the world that are not going to get to see you in person somewhere, it's a plus, you know? Yep. Just a good thing. All right. I'm going to try to get in two more songs real quickly, and this is another great song. It's called The Buffalo Grass. Tell us a little bit about this one.
5: Well, I had written two songs with Andy Renfrey on this album, but uh, she—I knew that she had written this song with Clay Canfield and Willie McCullough, and that uh, Chris Ledoux recorded it way back in 2003. And I loved the song, and so she very graciously gave me permission to do it. And Don Richmond just did a wonderful job with uh, the instrumental stuff on it. So I, I read, it's one of my favorite songs on the album.
0: All right, this is a great song. It is from fantastic new album. Good days are coming.
3: It's been 45 days since the snows have begun I stare at the fire and long for the sun As the bitter winds blow through the mouth of the pass I sit here and dream of the buffalo grass Their coats have grown long. With their heads down they huddle Together as one At the window my breath forms A mist on the glass As I patiently wait For the buffalo grass The seasons still turn And the prairies still yearn For those who were here long ago The Sioux have all gone and the bison moved on And soon I will follow them home Molly passed in September and left me alone Now my heart is as heavy and round as a stone Too many years have gone by too fast. Now I long
0: From the Good Days Are Coming album, Mr. Jim Jones, who has been our very, very special guest today. And, uh, Jim, always good to have you join us. Well, it's always a pleasure. Always enjoy it. So, for the folks around the world that are listening in today, I you know they'd like to get the album and uh, and your others, as well as your books. And so, how can they find everything and...
5: Well, it's one-stop shopping. You just go to www.jimjoneswestern.com, and it's all there.
0: All right, jimjoneswestern.com. And uh, yep. are, are you are you streaming? Are you are you available to get music downloads, by yep. Spotify, yes, and these different places? So everywhere music sold, you can get Jim Jones music, and you can enjoy this great music we've been sharing today from Good Days Are Coming. You are so much fun and uh we look forward to having you come back again. You got any projects that you're have in the works right now? Besides your books?
5: Um, well I'm actually i <laughs> i got an idea for my next album, but I wanna let the, the dust settle on this one. Gosh. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> well
0: this is a this is a great one and uh we're gonna close out this segment with another one that you did. This is one with yourself called mighty fine tell us about this
5: uh well i'm just real fortunate i have a wonderful lady that <laughs> that lets me hang out with her and uh hasn't killed me during the pandemic even though there have been times where she might have considered it and uh <laughs> so this is this is this is for her this is for susan all right for
0: susan mighty fine life jim thanks so much for being with us
5: all oh, pleasure mm-hmm.
3: ride across the place, get me a horse and a fancy saddle, sleep out on the ranch, cause a cowboy's life, that's a mighty fine life, it's all I wanted to do, well I was gonna be a cowboy, till I laid my eyes on you. I might have been a pirate And sailed upon the sea Smell the salt in the air Feel the wind at my back And know what it means to be for me the pirate's life That's a mighty fine life It's all I wanted to do Well, I was gonna be a pirate Till I laid my eyes on you
0: Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Sherry Copeland, Chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. <music>
6: Children laughing and growing And all without knowing with every seed we're sowing We're a new kind of The dreams it seems of the songs only our hearts can hear So take my hand and we'll find our promised land It's alright We're going to spur and panic Walk quick till we have it done That's how the wish was won And someday That the sun never sets on our entire earth Traditional rules never quite apply to me. And yet, I think we always knew that our dreams
0: From the CD Frontier And that is a young lady I'm kind of fond of That's Miss Mary Kay Holt Welcome back <laughs> To Saddle America On the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network I'm your host Gary Holt Joining me is Bobby Bell from Albuquerque, New Mexico And let's welcome our guest Now is Sherry Copeland Who is the chairperson of Backcountry Horsemen of America And she will be Joining us now on with Randy Rasmussen. So, Sherry, welcome to the show.
7: Thank you so much, Gary. It's a pleasure to join uh, you and Bobby and Saddle Up America.
0: All right. We're excited (laughs) to have you join us. You're a lot better looking than than Randy Rasmussen, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) We
7: we won't share that with Randy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I expect he already knows, but that's okay. That is okay. (laughs) When we visited last time with Randy, we talked just a little bit about a new program that was going to be announced. It's a national program that's kind of a uh, a joint venture from several different organizations, but uh, it's a program called Trials are Common Ground. And so tell us a little bit about what this is about and how this came together with so many different groups
7: certainly Um, bcha is a proud sponsor along with about 34 other partner organizations for the new national program called trails are common ground Um, because we realize that no matter what our differences and backgrounds are or how we choose to enjoy those trails and the outdoors the trails actually create a common ground that connects all of us. And that's, so the title is Trails are Common Ground. And it builds on that. Um, We uh, acknowledge that access to those trails is a privilege to safeguard that privilege with our actions, not only with responsibility to those resources, but toward one another also. And so this is a a new program that was just launched officially on um, August 18th. So it is new. We are trying to get the word out um, by uh, social media. We have several um, social media influencers that have taken it and run with it to just get the word out there to the general population on where they can go to get information and um, what they can do. To help carry this philosophy through Um, you know whether it's meeting each other on the trail um, that should be a good experience no matter what mode you are using to participate and we should recognize that we expect to meet other people because that country has a different connotation to everyone personally And what one person considers backcountry may not be the other person's interpretation of that. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point.
7: And and we just uh, want to bring it to the forefront that we have to respect each other's right to be there. And the first step in doing that is being friendly and make the trail a nice place for everyone to be.
0: I think that's great. And, you know, I was looking at the uh, at Bucky Horseman's website, uh, bcha.org, dot org. If anybody wants like to look, and uh, and I clicked on the program, and I watched the little video that pops up on there. Stop, speak, and smile. And uh yes. and, and I I love this first video that I saw. I mean, like a bike rider and and the horse are kind of facing off. You know, and then all of a sudden, everything is okay. But the the video is so accurate as far as what yeah. happens when you're back out on the trail. Because uh, not only whether it's a biker or a hiker, you can have some pretty disastrous effects with your horses being prey animals, can't you?
7: Absolutely. And and that's what um, this program is taking each user group, whether it be the equestrian rider, the hiker, or the bicyclist, trail runner, whatever the mode is, and we're using it to teach each other. And I don't think there's ever been a national program to approach it from that way. And you you um the first part of that video, that little video is uh very entertaining, but it comes from experience because those things really do happen. And BCHA's well, hope that through maybe presenting some of this in a little bit of a satire way, that um it'll it'll draw the interest and draw people in to really learn and uh, take a lot from this whole program
0: well i think so watch the rest of the video i mean i was i was learning some things that i didn't know um both as an equestrian but also a biker and a hiker some things that you're expected to do on the trail and uh so I i think it's great so not only to make the public aware of the the trail etiquette that should be followed but, uh, to make the people that are users and that are participating more aware of what they need to be doing and how they should respect each other i I think it's just cool
7: yes and and that that's where it all starts is with respect. And um, under the unprecedented conditions that we've all been facing over the last year and a half with the pandemic, that has really um, upped the usage of the mm. rails. And mm. anytime you up the usage of anything, there's going to be more and more conflict by nature. And right. so w- we're just hoping that a national program with this many partner organizations supporting it and and keeping it a unified program, that it can really have an effect um, to further what each of us enjoy doing individually or as a group.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how will you be presenting this to the public? Social media? Uh, can I see some TV commercials coming up on my screen or... Possibly
7: in the future. Possibly in the future. That is still um, a a little bit down the road. Right now, the uh, medias are um, through social media. And uh, then also, all the organizations have it on their website. And then there is a specific website for the program. That is trailsarecommonground.org.
0: Okay. Okay. And you right. can so
7: go Bobby,
0: to that. Hey, Bobby, have you looked at the have you looked at the uh website and the commercial yet?
2: Oh, yes. I've been all over the place looking. <laughs> 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 I went to some of the other organizations like bicycling um a bicycling um bicycling.com to just kind of see how they were presenting it, where it was on their website. Um, the BCHA is the only one where I've actually seen that great video, but then I haven't investigated everybody. Um, it also was interesting to me that when I just started, I, I knew the web address for trailsarecommonground.org, but I just put it into Google, and it was interesting that it gave me lots of things about trails are common ground, but not actually trailsarecommonground.org. It gave me some some other uh, references to trails or common ground. So I thought, well, that that sort of maybe that's just my browser, and maybe that's just me. <laughs> um, no, that, that because is the website some, it, that
7: is, that is yeah. something that has come to our attention, and that as it gets out more and more. Hopefully it will right. rise to the top. And the organizations are working on that to get it to be front and center if someone does yeah. do a search. Um, but the, the program it, is and the release is still new.
2: It, it, because that is a really great website with um, all of the different uh, types of folks that use trails. You know, I'm just, trail running just came just came up in front of me with the key Points to consider, and then links um, to organizations that are, you know, directly related to mountain biking or pedestrian or hiking or you know whatever. So it's a very uh, a very cool website. I agree with the Gary that that video that comes up front and center on um, on the uh, BCHA website is just terrific. I I really hope everyone will take that to heart and be as courteous and. Smiley with each other. I think the whole experience out <laughs> out in the backcountry would be, uh, you would just want that, you know, to realize that you're all in this together, sharing this wonderful space together.
7: I thought it was very well done. Very well done. Thank well, you. Our, um, our counterpart, Backcountry Horseman of Oregon, actually produced that video. And there are some of our members highlighted in that, obviously. So, yes, we're, we're very proud of that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well, very good. Well,
0: I've already shared it on my personal page and the Equestrian Legacy Radio page. Stop, speak, and smile. And that's uh, – that's, actually, I think we ought to do that all the time, whether we're on the trail <laughs> you or We should do
2: it all the time.
0: <laughs> that's right. Stop, speaking smile. Well,
7: and – and, and that's kind of the whole basis of this program. Um, it, it's really simple things that we should all do anyway, but it's just reminding people to do that. And mm-hmm. and short little um, memory things like Stop, Speak, and Smile, that's, that's easy to recall when you're put in a situation, um, whereas, you know, you can read a long list of guidelines for mm-hmm. all the user groups. But if you make it simple, then people can actually use it. Right,
0: right, right, right. right. Have you have you had a, have you had a, personally had a bad experience out on the trail with hikers or bikers or anything?
7: Um, I have. If if you ride any public trails at all, you're going to have those encounters, and you uh, they're, they're not always disastrous. They can be. Um but you just try to make the best of it and use it as an education opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are some users are receptive to that, some not so much. and you're you're going to have that in any setting. So you just have to take it, file it away for reference, and do the best you can.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can remember out trail riding up in the big South Fork one time and 18. Uh, 18- were on the same trail for a while. Which is a bad thing. But uh but they're supposed to stop and pull over and stop and turn off their engines, and let the horses go by. And so these guys did until I got to the very last one and just as I got to the end he fired that thing back up again. Mm-hmm. And I think I s I think I still left some hair hanging in the tree somewhere where it pulled up. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes. no. Oh God. That can happen and, and, and we like to think it's it's just that he did not have the proper education right. on what that's right. to do. And that's right. um a lot of a lot of users don't understand are, as you mentioned earlier, prey animals and their right. reactions are not going to be the same as human reactions. And um that that's a lot for people to comprehend. Um, but that's exactly what we want to use this platform to help educate other users for.
0: Well, I think it's, I think it's a great platform and, uh, uh, and the use of the videos is, is very, very good and really helps to bring the point home. So kudos to the guys out in Oregon that put that one little two and a half minute piece together. That was great. That was great. So I, want to take a real quick break and uh when we started the show we talked about the frontier and america is such a great frontier there's so many different places for people to get out and ride their horses in this great land but uh wyoming is something special for some folks and uh this is one called wyoming wind by mr bren hill and when we come back we're going to talk more with sherry and uh I have not congratulated you yet about being the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. So I guess I could do that. We'll do that when we come back. Let's take a listen to Wyoming Wind, Brent Hill. Mm-hmm.
8: Hundred miles of friends along the way Tomorrow I'm gonna wake up feeling lonesome Cause there's a part of me wishing I could stay From the sage of Cheyenne up North Dakota Drifted like a rolling tumbleweed and pair of eyes and smiles and oh me crying every time I turn
4: and
8: though I've heard New Mexico is magical And Chicago town can make you fall in love again you can keep your beaches in Hawaii
4: Times I
8: dream of living out of the range, pushing cattle across the great divide every time I smell springtime scene, Get this wild feeling deep inside and I long to be where I can see the mountains Stretching across that never-ending sky Standing on the banks along the mighty Bighorn River
0: Bobby Bell is on the line in Albuquerque, and our special guest today is Ms. Sherry Copeland. And uh, Sherry, you've been on the show before, but I cannot remember. I don't think you were chairman at the time. So congratulations.
7: Thank you very much. Yes, I became uh, was elected chairman of uh, BCHA in April. Okay. And um it's it's been a very uh humbling experience to be able to represent the over ten thousand members of Backcountry Horsemen of America, the boots on the ground, uh workers that get the things done in their local areas. Um and I am I am extremely proud um that they have entrusted this position uh to me for the next year. So
0: Will that that congratulations again. So how did you become involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America to begin with?
7: Well, um, I am a second generation Backcountry Horseman. Oh, wow. And um, yes, uh, my uh, mom and dad actually were some of the founders of Backcountry Horsemen of Missouri. And I, I come from Missouri. And um, we recognized there was a need uh, back, this was in um, 2000, the year 2000, and there started to be issues with equestrians maintaining their access um, on right. the public lands here in Missouri.
4: Right.
7: And we found out about that Country Horsemen of America because it was still just considered kind of Western You know, organization, Western States. And uh, so we formed Backcountry Horsemen of Missouri and joined Backcountry Horsemen of America in 2002.
4: Oh, wow. That's great.
7: Yes, yes. And uh, was elected by Missouri to participate on the National Board of Directors. Um, because that's the governing body, Backcountry Horsemen of America, is delegates from each state, kind of like the Senate, shall we say, and uh, participated on the Board of Directors, getting involved on a more national level um, as issues would arise. And um, then I served as treasurer of Backcountry Horsemen of America for two years, that's My professional background is I am an accountant, Uh, so that was a natural kind of segue into a leadership role, and then I served as vice chairman for two years and then was lucky enough um, to have the membership, uh, want me to serve as chairman. So uh, it's really been um, a, a wonderful experience.
0: Well, that's great. There are a lot of just super, super people in Backcountry Horseman of America, and the work that they do is is not really appreciated as much as it should be by trail users out there, I don't think, but we, we certainly do appreciate the work that you do in keeping these trails clear all across the country, and um, how can people get involved with Backcountry Horseman of America?
7: Uh, we we would love to have everyone um, bcha.org, and that will lead you to um, there is a map right on the landing page for bcha.org that you can click your location and find an actual chapter that is closest to you. Um, we are in 32 states currently, and if you are from a state that does not have a chapter or a state organization just communicate through the bcha.org website and we'll get in touch with you and tell you how you can participate you know as an individual or with another group um, we, we welcome everyone and um, there, there is a place for everyone in backcountry horsemen of America
0: well there is and um by- if there isn't an organization in your state, maybe you want to start one. You know, maybe you want to get involved that way and start one. So
7: absolutely, absolutely, and and that that's what we can help facilitate is we get contact from maybe four or five people from a state where there is not a state organization. We can put them together in touch with each other, and then they can take it from there. Um, and we certainly um, will help facilitate that in any means that we can.
0: Are there any programs right now, Sherry, that um, maybe you'd like to talk about in, in addition to this National Trails
7: Program? Sure. Um, we do a lot. Of course, the the three spokes of our um program is service education and advocacy and of course the service is the boots on the ground uh, you know actually working on the trails um, doing expos uh, just a variety of everything that needs to be done Um, the education programs are and and you can find more education programs on the BCHA website also um, from how to start a chapter for BCHA to um, just a, a variety of educational opportunities um, that other state organizations or chapters are using within their own, we try to house all the educational information on the BCHA website. So, mm-hmm. if a state or a chapter needs some ideas, they can go there. Because with with as many uh, equestrians that we have involved um, usually someone has already tried it and worked out a program for it and by okay. sharing those um, it just builds the capacity and that's right. what we're all about is building the capacity and then the third spoke is our advocacy side that that's where we really advocate for the Steps to be able to maintain the trails or whatever. You know, um, budgeting for the Forest Service, for the recreational programs um, is is a big part of what we do. You can get involved with that and supporting getting the funding. Um, There was, um, you know, the trails, um, there hasn't been a lot of funding available for a lot of time with the governmental agencies. And so there was. We helped advocate to get um, an act passed into law. It's called the Great American Outdoors Act, and oh, that's it's great. to provide funding to address those deferred maintenance issues within our national parks, national forests, uh, Bureau of Land Management uh, properties, and resources that really need work. And that's providing the funding to facilitate that. So those are some programs, Um, the recreational trails program, that's um, grants that are available for different projects um, comes from the fuel tax funding. And we work very hard to keep that fully funded. Um, as it should be so that that can go out to the organizations and groups in order to provide the services that are needed on the public lands.
0: Wow. wow. Well, there are just so many different ways that you can get involved in helping to keep the trails open and, uh, and and get involved with a great organization. And somebody told me when they get out on the trails to work, they like to eat. And so there's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's yes, pretty good.
7: and and you know you've you've heard the old adage, feed 'em and they will come.
0: Feed 'em and they will that come. Is yeah. certainly
7: yes, that is certainly true with backcountry horsemen. Um, and and that's another way, um, people can help support the organization. If if you can't, you know, uh, ride out on the trail and you know move trees, saw logs, that type of thing. We always need a camp cook, you know. There you go. So um, there there is a variety of opportunities to serve.
0: Well, Sherry, I'm going to tell you now that Bobby Bell is not a horseman, but her (laughs) husband, Jim, made some of the best (laughs) doggone chili that you've ever eaten. So, you know, hint, hint, Bobby
7: there you go <laughs> that, that that would make him a rock star, that would be a rock
0: star. Uh, as he already is but that would just add to it but anyway <laughs> we're looking forward to having you joining us every uh every i guess every other month we'll we'll have that worked out i guess but uh uh join to talk about what's going on with Backcountry Horsemen America, how people can get involved and help. And, uh, and again, congratulations to you on being the new chairperson. Chairperson, I guess, is, is the term that needs to be used, I don't know, of Backcountry Horseman America.
7: I I am fine with chairman because it is Backcountry Horseman, and we <laughs> consider that all inclusive. Okay. All right.
4: chairman, chairman will work.
0: Uh. Well, again, thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to having you back to join us again. So thank you so much.
7: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: You're well. You're very welcome. Let's listen to Queen of the Mountains. It's Corinne Marie, and we'll be back in just a moment with Bobby Bell on Title America. was a great guest and uh yeah. i love that new album good days are coming that's that's some fun stuff
2: yeah it's fun great.
0: stuff and it was great to have sherry join us uh for the first time as chairman of backcountry horseman america and as a regular part of the show so that's gonna be fun having her join us uh for the month or whatever that works out but uh, yeah i was i was mm-hmm. sincere she could just tell randy to just stay home we'll just enjoy having <laughs> her on the show uh i <laughs> well good to have you back this week you've missed a couple of uh you've missed a couple of saddle up america so glad to have you back and um uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with out west
2: Oh, well, we're just uh, revving up for fall, doing lots of, um, you know, product changes on the website. Uh, the month of September, the Hero Collection will benefit our good friends at Rio Grande Valley Radio down in Socorro, New Mexico, a station that also Doug Figgs and the um, and Reese, the founder of the, uh, the, the owner of the radio station, do together on Wednesday nights. Keepers of the West, it's a really really fun show, and um we you know you know we love radio and we love right. the west so um it's a nice uh you know a, a a good um beneficiary for this month and um that's uh we're just uh, we're just move you know just more ditto whatever I said last month is <laughs> for last week is pretty much the same for this week. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's great to be back with live shows again after all the moving around that uh, that happened with my family this past month. And uh, mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're grateful to be back live again and um, look forward to a great, great month in September. And October is going to be fantastic as well. Next week, we have uh, Carol Markham that's going to be joining us and our good friend, Mr. Robert erosova Meister. I got to check on him and see if he's still on crutches for a while.
4: Mm-hmm, Robert mm-hmm. will
0: be back with us. And uh, it's going to be a great show next week on History and Legacy Radio with Carol Markham and her new album and Robert the Trailmeister ever so. Any kind of closing thoughts for today?
2: Uh, I've got one. Uh, here we go. You're alive. You can read. You have access to books. No matter how challenging your life may feel, see your life clearly. Focus on the many things you have to be grateful for.
0: Good closing thought. Good closing thought. And we're going to close out this show today with a great song from our good friends, William and Branch, right here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's called Blue Moon Over Texas. Join us next Thursday for Saddle Up America and the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.